Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. On a brisk fall evening, fall morning, I would say, it's me and Miss Christy Bennett. Christy, how are you today, dear? How are you today? Quite well, indeed. And this whole crisp fall weather thing, I'm fine with it until it's like in the 30s. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm missing that happy medium. Like, I want to wake up and it's 40 degrees instead of 30. I think that'll be well, you know, I tell you what, how about this? How about one day it's not 85 and the next day it's 30. One day it's 85, then it's like 50. Yes, that works. That, that's more along the lines. I wanted to ask you, and we're, we're going to talk about some topics here real quick. We're talking about the police academy, the building for the police academy, and what we're going to do about that. And we're, uh, we're going to talk about the front gates. I also wanted to ask you, now that you've been here, how many months? I'm, I'm actually 97 days in. Nine, but who's counting? <laughs> well, tell me this. What what has changed? What this, Texarkana, Hot Springs Village. What do you see? What's the biggest difference? Oh my goodness. We don't have the time today. <laughs> I got lots of tape. We can record I, for hours. No, well, first and foremost, um, the community support here for police is absolutely incredible. Um, if people p- supported police like they do in the village, then we would not have a nationwide law enforcement shortage. I can tell you that. Really? Um, you know, retention is hard enough for law enforcement, but with the community support and outpour, it's everywhere here. And it makes doing this job so much more enjoyable as a career um, versus to where you're somewhere where it's not as prevalent. Um, it, it just it's better for yourself. I, I can imagine. And one of the things I'd always wanted to ask you, and we didn't we haven't pre-rolled this or discussed it or anything. Does this officer on the street do they perceive that? Do they go, man, I'm working in the village. People like me as opposed to people trying to throw rocks at me. Yes. Um, my first week here, we did an employee evaluation and um, to just kind of get a good feel of where everybody was. And one of the strengths that every officer put down in their evaluation was community support here in the village. So, yes, they feel it and they appreciate it very much. I know that I'm more of the Mayberry type age. Um <clears throat> I, I, Alice at the radio station plays a, a PSA that I wish we played on every station, every hour of the, of the year across the United States comply and argue later. If you don't, if you don't agree, you're being pulled over correctly. If you don't like whatever, don't start slugging the police. They're here to help you and then go, oh, no, I had, and now I've got to sue them. Why didn't you just comply? And then you uh, oppose it later. Is that, hmm? 
Right. And, you know, I was listening to KVRE um, in my kitchen one morning and I heard that PSA come up and I've never heard it before. Really? So, whoever sponsors that, whoever puts that out there, it really needs to be a nationwide PSA because it is absolutely true. And it's just so much easier on everybody just to be compliant talk about the situation, calm voices, you know, we're trained to do that, but sometimes we have to take it to a next level due to what we're facing at that moment in time. And no police officer wants that. Nobody wants that. So, you know, we're out here to do a job. We're here to protect and serve our community. That is what we do. And we do that um, the most efficient way possible and as safe as possible. And compliance is key. And a uh, uh I, I like the article and I know you do too, but I, I like the, the PSA for one particular reason. It didn't talk about right or wrong. It didn't talk about you were persecuted or, or the police were persecuted or we need to, or the police are infinitely right every time. It didn't say any of that. It said comply now and you can argue later. You can take it to a court. You can protest it. You can whatever. Yes, it's excellent. And I appreciate <clears throat> it. Thank you to whoever sponsors that that PSA. It's great. I will reach out to Alice as soon as we hang up. I seriously will, because I, I remembered hearing that and thinking, this is just good advice, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's talk about the, uh, and, and one more if I can. So the, the crime rate is different in Texarkana than it is here. I got that. I got that. Is it just what we had talked about that it, it's basically just in a different scale? It's the same things, but it's in different scale. It is. It is. It's the same things. Um, not near the violent crime. Mm. Um, experienced in Texarkana um, and a lot of other places, you know, that's because we have a community that does a great job of policing ourselves. I believe that the criminal element will only establish itself where allowed. And it yeah. is clear that all 16,000 residents in this village want to have a safe place to work, live and play. And to do that, it takes the entire community working together to accomplish that goal. It's funny. That's one of the few things we do argue about in the village is how safe is safe. And why didn't you do that? And who let them in the gate? And why did they tailgate? And anyway, let's go back to that just for a minute. We'll come back to the gates in just a moment. But for now, so if I'm not mistaken, I think there were bids being made on the what was the police academy training building, which was an old gas station C-store. But and, and I don't know if it's sold yet or if it's in the process, what and why and where are we going to move to? Because we got to have a police academy. Well, and it's not just about police academy. Um, I'm very big on policing and there's no better way to continue to build that concept of our community policing by having an operational and training center. And by moving over to the Coronado Center, which is already our big community hub, it makes the most sense because we're there able to have a generalized meeting place, whether you want to go work out, have a good time, see a play, see something else. But we also have our training center there to where we can provide more and um, extensive professional police services to our community. Really? I'm very, yes. So, so there's going to be an expansion. Is it what I'm hearing? So is that fair? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be over on room five. That will be our dedicated space. And thank you for allowing us to uh, move on in his building, but we're going to have that room dedicated to provide um, professional in-house training for our police officers. It's much more cost efficient for us to be providing this police training in-house, and we have an exceptional amount of talent that's able to provide that. So instead of taking an officer out of their community for an entire week, paying for the room, the board, the food, just to get them out of town to that training, we can do a lot of that training here. And that's huge. That's huge to be able to provide that services. And I'm talking about instructor development, um, uh, 
field training officers, you have to have an exceptional field training program to have exceptional police. <clears throat> and that is part of that training that you have to provide these officers to get to ensure their certification so they can provide you the best services here in the village. But to expand on that, not only for local law and not only for Hot Springs Village Police Department, but we'll offer that training to other area agencies such as Saline County and Garland County. They're here. That's our county. You know, we all live in Garland or Saline County mm. and they exceptional group of officers. They are so gracious to provide us their in-house training to where we can go and be a part of it. But we're going to give them that service back because the more officers we have here in the village, the better. How wonderful. So <clears throat> at this time, you have about mm, many officers and you need about mm, many officers. And I know you, I know, I, I know, I'm assuming that you're always in touch with other police chiefs across the United States, across Arkansas. There's just a shortage. Is that fair enough? Yes. I mean, it's everywhere. <clears throat> I do feel that um, we have a lot to offer here at the Hot Springs Village Police Department, not only through professional police services, but by providing a lot of the in-house training here, we can give each and every officer an opportunity to be the high, highest trained, most well-trained police officer in the state of Arkansas to also have a different surrounding compared to bigger cities. So, you know, there's a great trade-off with it. Sure, the wages are a little lower than bigger cities, obviously, because the um, amount of call load is very different. But we're able to give our officers here um, uh, just a, a more positive lifestyle when it comes to excellent community support, um, obviously a great view, and um, a group of residents that are dedicated to ensuring they have the best place to live. And that is half the battle right there. When you have a community wanting to be better, wanting to be safe, it's just, it, it makes it better for everybody and it makes our job so much easier. But yes, retention is obviously a problem. I just got back from the Chiefs Police Conference, the Arkansas State Chiefs of Police Conference, uh, three weeks ago. And it's an opportunity for us to get together and talk about the different problems. And everything is always the same. Every agency needs more money. Every agency needs more police officer. Every agency needs better technology. We're all in the same boat. It doesn't matter if you're a large scale or small scale, the problems are the same. So, you know, we kind of work together on trying to find creative options on how to overcome those obstacles. Uh, our retention rate is getting better. We've got um, an officer who has left us who's now coming back home. He wants to be here in this community. He wants to stay here and he wants to retire out with us. He's got many years before that happens, but we're really proud to have him back on board. And um, we've got a couple of officers that were contemplating le leaving for different things, decide to stay, to stay with me. So I'm very appreciative of them. We have one sergeant. He'd been here for 20 years. He was eligible to retire. He's excellent what he does. And now he's entered in the drop. So we get him another five years to he keep that wisdom and that talent here to pass down to others because it's all about a succession plan. When Christy leaves, this place is going to be here. It's not going to be any different. It's You're still going to get excellent police services. But it's my job to make sure that whoever comes next is able and qualified to carry that out. And that's what it is, whether you're a chief, a sergeant, a commander or an officer, you know, it's about having that succession plan in place by providing the highest well-trained police officers and only accepting those coming in to be at that highest standard. And the word that you did not say and would not say about yourself, and I will share with you uh, is that selfless. 
it's easy. And I think, and just my opinion, I think men are worse about this or men are more problematic about this. Well, I'm going to make a little fiefdom. I'm going to make my little kingdom here. And this all works out for me. And there's, there's really not a secession plan because I'm planning on being here for eternity. And, and I will, I will, I will rule my reign for the rest of, okay, well, you know, I had a heart attack. I, I, I got moved. I had a family emergency, whatever. And now we have no secession pro- program and we got to pick up the sticks and start playing again. Right. It's just not fair. It's not fair. <clears throat> and it's reasonable to have that kind of thinking, um, you know, but it is typical you, just the way things have traditionally been in law enforcement. Um, those positions stay the same for a very long time. And there's not a whole lot of turnover when you come up to the administration and, you know, that's a different way of thinking, but it's more successful whenever Mm -hmm. you here, I believe that we're small enough that every single officer should be trained and qualified to do my job immediately. If I'm not here or any, or that's why, you know, I'm in uniform. I try to work the street as much as possible. Um, You know, I think, and it's great because at, at this point, when I'm pulling you over for going too fast, people aren't quite recognizing me yet. And I'm just Officer Bennett. So, you know, I appreciate that. But that's important for me to be able to know that if we have a situation, which we oftentimes do have a situation to where a supervisor is not able to be in because of sick or illness, for me to jump right in there because it takes us all. We're all a team here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and wonderful. And by the way, when Officer Bennett pulls you over, don't use the that's not my pants joke. That that one doesn't work. And and if they've seen you, you look vaguely familiar. I think I've seen you on some show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so tell me about the gates. Apparently, we're going to put in speed bumps. Who knew, right? What? So let me tell you something. Um, we did a Facebook post. I, I tend to, I try to quite often um, go home, change out and put on um, just the, the vest and everything else. And I sit and I work up at the gate as much as I can. And the last time I did that, I was up there. I think I picked the hottest day of the year and um, I kind of noticed and I talked to them about, you know, what are the top five things we need to tell people? And it is to slow down. And that should be what we already know, but it doesn't happen more often than others that we just think that, Hey, we got a sticker. We can just blow through that right lane, but just, it's such a dangerous situation over there for our gate guards and our individuals and our residents. Um, You've got to slow down. So, you know, speed bumps are needed up there. Um, Did we get it right the first time? No, but that's okay. We're working to make it better. And that's what it's all about is making it better. So um, before I left, they were installing one um, this morning. So, and it's much different. I think it's much more going to be easily overcome the obstacles of the problems that we had the first time, which was very short lived. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the about us here at the POA, um, you know, if we're, we're going to try our best to be good stewards of the POA dollars, everything we do. And sometimes it works great. And sometimes it just doesn't. And it's not a big deal. We just got to reassess, step back, reevaluate and move on. No, literally nobody died. So we'll just try it again. Right. right. And, and I will make note. I'll tell you what I tell the, the workers as I come in the gate that are standing in front of the planter. I say, you need to be behind the planter. Just in case, because there's crazy people. You you know that I love auto racing. I love seeing Formula One or Indy or whatever, and even NASCAR. One of the things that they, it's it's a very well-known phenomenon, but I don't think that our, our viewers and listeners even participate in. When you pull on to, to the DeSoto right there at the gate, 
You may wheel around that corner at 25 miles an hour. You've been going 50 and 55 for the last 30 to 40 minutes. And then when you come into that pit as, as a, you know, you know, pit stop term, your perception of speed is skewed because things have been doing this all day long. And now you pull in and, and you, if you slow to 15, you think, am I even moving? Is something wrong with the car? So we have a mixed perception of speed as we come in that. And as you say, just slow down just slow down. You know, I, I was sitting there and, um, I saw so many beautiful fast cars and I, and I'm <laughs> that concerned with you, you know, where do you drive in the village with a fancy car like that? But you know, our posted speed limits are there for a reason. It's there because that is what is determined to be the safest route. And we don't want anybody hurt. We don't want you to cause an accident and hurt yourselves or hurt anybody else. And that's why we've got those posted speed limits. They're there for a reason, whether we like them or not. Well, and, and let's go into something else that we didn't, we haven't discussed or even brought up ever. So I'm puddling along, I'm doing my 45 down to Soto and I am wonderful, fine. And then all of a sudden I get to the Soto club and I'm like 30, 30, who thought this up? And Oh, well, you know, and, and I've heard that, um, you know, people say, well, it changes, it changes. And yes, things do evolve and they do change over time, but right now it's 30. And it needs to be 30. There's a lot of activity pulling in and out of the rec center over at the pool over at the Coronado Club. And it's just kind of on a hill. So that is what we need you to do is to travel safely at 30 miles an hour so you can be aware of your surroundings. You're able to react whenever somebody does unfortunately pull out onto the roadway that wasn't authorized at that moment in time. And that's going to give you a little bit more time to be reactive when you're driving to ensure an accident doesn't happen. And I think a lot of people don't recognize you, you talk about the pickleball courts. There's a lot of traffic there from time to time. I mean, a lot of traffic. And if you're, if you're me, I'm putting along, I've, I've got a place to be, I've got to go somewhere. And you get to that 30 mile an hour zone and you say, I got to slow down. I got to, and the first thing you do when you get to that 30 mile an hour zone is you go up and down a big dip. And then you go up and down another big dip. If you're pulling out from the rec center, you are grateful that people are going 30. Because it can, it's a blind hill on both directions. You can't see. So, I mean, I get it. And, you know, I I think I'm as informed about the roads as anybody around here. But after a while, I kept going, why would they do 30 until I tried to pull out? And I'm like, hmm, maybe 25 would be even better. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Well, Christy, anything else we need to cover? Do we know when the next police academy is going to be? Have you still, are we? So we're working on for a fall startup, or I'm sorry, a spring startup date. And is to give us a little more time to revamp our curriculum. I'm all about hands-on activities. I love to have hands-on activities. So we want to make sure that we provide you the very best product possible. And I just want to make sure that we've had enough time and thinking and preparation to give you that product. Wow. I'm looking forward to this. I really am. Christy, thanks for joining us again. Uh, A pleasure having you with us. Christy Bennett, Dennis Simpson, Hot Springs Village Inside Out, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Christy. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.